Hello, my name is Elaine, and I'll be your tour guide through South Central Los Angeles. Hey, don't get it started. We just know the truth. Hey, one of the coldest lines I, I ever heard, and I heard it today, was uh, everything that we want is on the other side of our fears. Oh, that is fire, homie. I could wake up to that. I might have to write that. I might have to spray paint that on the wall. My wife going to trip. But she probably understand like 10%. The other 90 is going to be all raised. She's going to whoop my ass. Anybody got a couch that I can sleep on? No, but that's, that's powerful words right there. And sometimes, you know, that's what that, you know, on the, uh, on the peak side of my life, man, that's, that's what I get motivated about. Some motivated, motivational speeches and phrases and quotes and stuff like that. But, um, that's not what I'm here for. I'm not here to motivate y'all. I'm here to teach y'all a little bit. Yeah, I got it. Y'all gonna have to learn something. And if y'all hear me driving, you damn right. I purposely uh, wanted to record this episode driving because I might be driving to a cookout. This is the remix, baby. Big Mike, Mike from OTR, one of the, man, you want to talk about, you want to talk about an authentic person that's solid right but when you're an authentic podcaster i think you can only be an authentic podcaster if you're an authentic person that's who mike is i've never met mike in person but i i plan to i don't know i don't know when i don't even know where but eventually me and mike we gonna have to meet up and 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 be best friends like we all set out to be because mike from otr is just cool the whole otr team is solid, but Mike is the one that I connected with the most because I don't know. He just got that out more of an outgoing, and we got something relatable. You know, we got something that we share amongst each other is that we lost both of our our um, safety nets and our parents. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so we got we got a if you want to call it trauma bonding, fuck it, that's what it is. But he recently came out with an episode. Um, and he was discussing cookouts, okay? And I want you guys to go check out that episode. Why? Because it uh, there there's no justice in in listening to what I have to say. So go over there to listen to Open Mic with OTR. Well, OTR Mike, you know, basically that's OTR Mike. Um, you want to go check that out because you'll understand it's, it's the same. It's the same thing that I did with 12 Cal. 12 Cal came out with an episode. I remixed it. I'm not taking credit. I'm not even taking credit for this episode. This episode wouldn't be even then. I'm not, and I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't I don't steal from cats. If I borrow I make sure I let them know first, whether it's online or I call them or I text them or something like that. Because the last thing that I want to be labeled as is a person that steals content. I don't steal content. And 
have people stolen content from me? Hmm, maybe. But then there's a lot of content that I created or quote unquote created that everybody else has done either before or would have done after me. So I don't consider everything uh, a creation. It's more like it's my time to talk about it. Uh, Big Mike, he beat me to the punch. You know what I'm saying? It's something that the cookouts is a part of our culture. Hell, cookouts is a part of other cultures as well. But you are you you know when we talk about our culture, it's special. You know what I'm saying? It's special when we talk because we have a a lot of relatable uh, traits of the cookouts that we can talk about that covers not just the West Coast but the East Coast, the Midwest, uh, up north, down south. Dirty South, whatever South you want to claim, you know what I mean? Um, we all, it's certain things like when you go and listen to his episode, he's going to touch on the obvious. Like, um, he had, he had questions and, and certain things that he had to answer or just had to put out there so people can not only remember, but be, uh, what do you call, uh, educated about? Like, if you invited me to a cookout, Bro, don't leave me. <laughs> don't leave me, okay? And that's basically what his episode is touching on is, is basically the basics of the cookouts and stuff like that. But the reason why, honestly, the main reason why I, don't, I, why I wanted to remix this is because he mentioned it and it was towards the, I don't want to tell you when, I, I don't want to tell you when he talked about this because I don't want you skipping. You got to listen to his full on episode to understand the remix that I'm presenting to y'all today. But he talked about the cousin, the family member that will be at the cookout that you would probably be interested in and vice versa. She might be interested. In, he might be interested in you. And that is a family member. You know, so here's the, here's how the cookout works in general. You get invited to a cookout, a barbecue or something like that. It could be. And, and here's the thing. And I'm a, I might have to get in touch with Mike about this because the cookouts are one thing, but it's all under the same tree as being invited to get something to eat from this particular family. You know what I mean? So we talked about other holidays like Thanksgiving. That's important. You know, some people cook for Christmas or even uh, for the new year, you know, Fourth of July, though, that the Fourth of July, the Memorial Day, all that fall under the cookout umbrella. But under that umbrella, I mean, that umbrella is under the being invited to something in general. But he talked about a lot on his episode, including, yo, should I bring something? You know what I'm saying? He talked about that part. That is huge. He also talked about, you know, you having interest in one of his family members. He's also talked about um, the mean ass attitude as aunties. And sometimes these aunties do be having fire ass potato salad. They do be having. We do anybody want to have a vote? Does anybody want to vote? Who has the who has the best macaroni and cheese of all time? Is it your mama? Is it your auntie? Is it Big Mama? Huh? It's got to be those three ladies. Unless you have a great Big Mama, then okay, you can add her up in there too. You know what I'm saying? But normally, we're talking about the aunties, the mamas, 
and the G-moms, the G-mamas, the grandmamas, right? Um, Yo, and it was so much that he had touched on with uh, pertaining to cookouts and things, the do's and the don'ts, and you might not want to do this. Well, here's here's the remix with a little West Coast flair to it. <laughs> and the reason why, I, again, I want to get back to the reason why I, I originally wanted to remix this because he, I've been in a situation where my homeboy invited me into a cookout. Uh, and this was during the high school. It was either the high school or the middle school years. I want to say it was either eighth grade or ninth grade. So that's basically middle school, last year, middle school, first year of high school, somewhere in between those lines. I got, I got invited. To a bir- not even not a birthday party. I keep I keep thinking a birthday in my head, but I got invited to a cookout, and his cousin was there. I've never and I've met his family before. You know, I know my top my 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 top five, <laughs> my core friends. I know, I know their family. I know their moms or their dads, uh, you know, sisters, brothers, cousins, and stuff like that. To the point where. I'm damn near like a family member. You know what I'm saying? We all grew up together. We went to church together. You know what I'm saying? When we was going to church and things like that. So they pretty much know me. And, and you know what? Here's the, here's the, here's a little interesting thing. Did y'all know that half of the world that do know me knows me as Baylor and nothing else? And then the other half knows me as Ronald, Ronnie, Ron, Ron. Yeah. Y'all didn't know that, huh? Or did y'all know that some of my coaches don't know me as uh, Ronald, Ronnie, Ron, Ron, or Bailey? They just know me as Taylor. Yeah, that's a little, okay, You stick that in your pipe, go smoke that, and think about that, okay? Because uh, this go this 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 helps with the cookout. But anyhow, this is going to this is going to be how it starts. I'm about to tell y'all what to do and what not to do, what to expect, and how to handle yourself at a typical cookout in LA. Oh my God, it's cookouts everywhere from the east side to the west side. Hey, if y'all want to get y'all, if y'all want to get y'all bougie cookout on and y'all want to take y'all ass to the valley or Beverly Hills or something like that, it's different because the atmosphere is different. You're on the east side, it goes up. Okay. You got to, re- you got to remember, I don't like to brag about this or none of that shit, right? It's just, it was a part of my culture. It's a part of my life. Hell, some people will even say it's a part of my DNA. But the gang culture was sprinkled in on a lot of this shit. The reason why niggas started to have cookouts outside of the hood is because of the gang culture. You know, if niggas want to go to Kennethon Park, hell no. You know, and and don't go. (laughs) Don't go. And, and, uh, and don't go in June. Don't go, don't go to Kennethon Park on June 10th. Don't do that. And if you need to go ahead and Google that, go look that up, go on YouTube, whatever you got to do. Do not go on 610 any year. Okay. That's one of the most dangerous days in LA. That month, that day is one of the dangerous days. Okay. I'm just letting y'all know. And today we're five days away from what, from this recording. Okay. By the time y'all hear it, it'd be close to the 10th or somewhere around the 10th or after the 10th. But 
Yeah, six times 10, they get it in, all right? But um, it's so much. Uh, but I want I do want to start with, hey, man, if you invite me to a function, I don't even care if it has nothing to do with your family. If you invite me to a function where it's just full of people that you know that I don't know, nigga, if you invite me to a work function, don't leave me. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm a little bit, I'm a, I'm a little bit more bold if it's a if it's a work function. You want to know why? I don't give a shit about your coworkers because you don't give a shit about your coworkers. Okay, but at the same time, I have to hold myself accountable and responsible not to act a fool because I am your guest. Okay, but you 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 behave too because the number one thing Big Mike said on his is never never get drunk, never get sloppy drunk. You know what I'm saying? That's not a good look anywhere you go. Don't get drunk in general. Just if you don't get drunk, stay in your house. Don't get drunk in public. You know what I mean? It's not a good look for nobody, right? If you can't hold your liquor like that, please know that in advance. You know if you can't hold your liquor or not. All right? Because liquor ain't nothing but harsh truth. And it stink. Your breath stink, bro. Get your breath away from me. Anyhow, let's get back to it. You, I pull up to the family function. You already know everybody is looking at me. And now he did mention some, uh, a, a young lady on his live did mention, Hey, I want to be the last one to go. That might not be a bad spot. I'm going to tell you why. Big Mike said, well, all the eyes is going to be focused on you. That's true. It makes it even worse if you was the first one. If you the first one getting that scoop, that's a lot of pressure, especially if your ass didn't make it. Oh, my God, everybody is looking at you. Take that first scoop of that mac and cheese. The mac and cheese is, a, yo, to all the people out there that don't like mac and cheese, I don't even want to ask what the fuck is wrong with y'all. I'm just going to say this. That's one of the most important scoops in black people food history is that macaroni and cheese scoop, okay? Hey, and then if you double scoop, oh, <laughs> my nigga, because look, at a function, at a function, you usually gonna get about maybe one or two pans of that mac and cheese. All right. And if you get that second pan, they was, they was really being considerate, you know, cause you, that's double dosing on the ingredients. You know what I'm saying? How many, first of all, let's give honor and grace and love, respect, flowers to all the moms, aunties and grandmas out there who used multiple ovens in the neighborhood back in the day. See, y'all niggas don't know about that. Y'all don't, y'all don't know about your mama and your auntie and your grandma using everybody's oven that they knew in the neighborhood. Auntie made jeans. Uh huh. Yeah. Carolyn's all them. They use all them ovens because they was multitasking. They was multitasking through the hood, bro, to get all that shit done. Hell yeah. And, and until this day, I still don't understand why black people functions don't start on time. These niggas start cooking at three, four o'clock in the morning using everybody's oven. OK, your auntie Rochelle come over. Look, all the aunties and I got to stand up for some of the aunties. All the aunties ain't me. You got the bougie aunties. You got the attitude aunties and you got the too fast aunties, the ones who you know, 227 aunties. And you know what I'm talking about when I say 227. If you don't, you too young to be listening to this. Turn it off or go educate yourself before you finish listening. Um, But yeah, yo, we got to give grace to them. 
we got to give uh, a, a grace to to the people that 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 put their fingers and hard work, blood, sweat, and tears into the into this food. But again, you invited me to the function, Mike. Or no, I'm inviting you to the function. I can't leave you, bro. I won't. I won't do that. I want you to feel comfortable. And to some of y'all, if I invite you somewhere, you just happen to be a part-time anti, not anti-social, because I, I believe everybody's anti-social when they want to be, okay? But if you're talking about, if you're a true introvert and you just so happen to bring your ass outside, that's going to be the worst place for you to kick your fear. <laughs> because the auntie, I do know the auntie that's going to ask you questions that maybe a therapist should only ask you. You know what I mean? Some of them aunties, and you know, there's no telling. There's no telling. I know why. Some of these aunties, they wasn't treated equally as a sibling, so they feel, <clears throat> you know, your mom was probably, it's always your mama that was the favorite, right? Or sometimes it might be not, might, maybe not, because nigga, we all got the cousin who is, you know, from the auntie that's a little flirtatious, attitude or moved away, right? <laughs> but I'm not going to leave you for this simple fact. I, I, I've been in that position to where I'm just sitting there. Nobody knows me. I'm getting a couple of looks, maybe a couple of niggas whispering and shit like that. Because it, like I look like a fucking alien or something. Nigga, we all look alike. Nigga, you just ain't never seen me, bitch. That's why I didn't make it a point. It was just, that's how I grew up. I just, if I met, if I met the homies, I'll go over their house or I go to certain parties or something like that. I get invited to the, mainly it was church though. Church is the one thing that actually brought us all together, like families. You know what I'm saying? Money. And I want to say it was me, Dabo and Will. Like those three, those two families was going to the same church. So I ended up going to the same church as my homies. You know, going to church with your homies is fun or whatever. Going to church with just your grandma or your, or your parents. We already know what it was. Okay, we love you, Lord. Uh, but it was much fun when the homie was there because we got jokes. We making jokes and stuff like we buy, we passing time or whatever. But that that was it though. We grew up to say we grew up in the church, yes. But we didn't grow up in the church like all the other people who say they was messed up in the head by growing up in the church. Not like that. But we did grow up in the church. Anyhow. I know what it. I've I've had that feeling, dog. When everybody's looking at me, you know what I'm saying. And um, it is uncomfortable it, at a certain age. I do feel people now that say, "Nigga, I do, what I do. I ain't scared." But you know, when you in your teens and stuff like that, that's a different story. And and I've been going to cookout since I was in a, in a single ditch. So I really know how that feel when you when you invited to a birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese and they like go get you uh you know some pizza and stuff like that. Everybody looking at you while you bitch. Why you looking at me while I'm getting my pepperoni slice? Why you look? Why are you looking at me while I'm getting to eat your pizza? So I feel, old oh girl, that was a part of that live. Hey, Big Mike, when you get a chance, let her hear this part. I agree with going last. Why? Because why the fuck are you looking at me? Get something to eat? You should be eating. Like your face should be in your plate. Nine times out of ten, if, if the food is banging and slanging, everybody faces in their plate is quiet. You ever notice when some good food is passed around? All that jibber jabberish and fussing and shit like that. Niggas is not playing dominoes or spades anymore. Uh, it's just quiet. Niggas is taught. You might, you might get a, a little bit of something. Oh, and everybody know about the cookout, uh, uh, sit down. Oh, you gotta be bow legged. That's how you protect your plate. When you bow legged, 
And, and if you pigeon toe, it helps balance the plate in your lap. Trust me. I've tried it before. I'm not pigeon toe. I'm not bow legged either, but or knock knees. That's what I should say. Not, 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 not exactly bow legged, but if you, um, if you knock knees, keep your feet apart, but your knees together and, but point your toes inside, you good. I'm trying to tell you, you good. Try it. Try it, especially if you're in those white chairs. Don't lean back. You lean back in that chair, one of them legs is going to give up. And it's over, bucko. That special barbecue sauce that uh that the uncle made with the uh, Nigerian sandals, all that, that barbecue sauce he made is going to be all over your fresh fit. That's a fact. But tell old girl I feel her because everybody focus shouldn't be on me if I'm the last one getting the plate. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and don't be the one... Be the one if you can get away with it, but don't be the one caught getting the last scoop of mac and cheese. You're going to get judged so bad. You're going to get judged so bad. And to the aunties, yeah, you just got to deal with it. But you know how I can, I can combat that. I'm going to tell you how. I can combat that by um, giving them compliments. Oh, yeah. I mean, Cheryl got a mustache and she got a mole. But I'm going to say something about her hair. I'm going to say something about her funky-ass perfume that she got off of Finger Hut. I'm going to say something that's going to get her giggling. Because I don't know what it is with these aunties. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, I guess these aunties was in their late 20s, early 30s, maybe they mid-30s. So they, was, they, they, feel, they still feel like they was close to the throne. You know what I'm saying? So all I'm saying is that all I'm saying is that you gotta, you gotta fight back with kindness. Okay. You don't want to, and, and don't be shy about it or anything like that. Talk, talk with some confidence. Cause when you talk with confidence, that kind of strips away some of their armor. Cause they want to punk your ass. That's what they want to do. Whatever is miserable is going on with them. They want to make sure they bring you down to that. Cause the more and more they drink, oh my God. We got to have this, this discussion between the drunk auntie and the drunk uncle. Them niggas be going off. Okay. But again, just like you have the drunk auntie, you got the drunk uncles. And what do the drunk uncles do? Them niggas come with unlimited headlocks. Fuck them niggas. Oh, them niggas. And they want, they, they want to spar. First of all, if you ain't got an uncle that want to spar off top, this nigga ain't wrap his hands up, no gloves. Soon as you come in the gate, psst, 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 psst. if you don't know what that is, listen to uh, Ring Kings by by Big Mike as well. He got a he got a he got a boxing pot. Yo, OTR Mike has a boxing podcast, my nigga, and it's fire. I don't even know. I don't even know ninety percent of the boxers out there in the world. He does. He does a great fucking job of doing it. So here's the thing: your drunk uncle want to fight, okay? Your drunk uncle gets his ass whooped sometimes too. Probably by your dad or whether one of the other uncles or your older cousin put hands on him. Something like that because he's saying too much. And he's walking around. He's walking around with that beer bottle. I don't know what it is. It could be anywhere from Budheiser, Heineken, Corona. I don't know, my nigga. It's one of them. He can't hold his liquor. He never could. The drunk auntie, she been drinking since six o'clock in the morning. It only take a couple of beers for your uncle to start set tripping. But your auntie, she been drinking 
nonstop. Okay, you know how the commercials say you need to stop and drink some water. She ain't had a goddamn lick of H two O. The only ACO she got, the only ACO she got is from the the cup sweat. That's it. Okay, and she talking all kind of cash shit. But remember, I told you how to combat that. You got to give her a compliment. You have to give her a compliment. You got to keep on compliment her food and then walk away. And you got to say it with you got to say it with some aggression. Hey, Cheryl. It's good ass potato salad. You're going to teach me how to make this, but be careful because if she invites your ass over, all right, y'all seen Friday. Y'all seen uh, next Friday. <laughs> tell, your, tell your daddy I said, <laughs> yeah, be careful, my nigga. Don't get you or your daddy in trouble. All right. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to leave. Here's another aspect of a West Coast cookout, though, Big Mike. You got to understand that some of my cousins and or some of my siblings might be banging. All right. These niggas ain't really banging on you at the cookout. You want to know why? Big mama there. All the aunties are there. His mama there. Okay. The, the, the uncles and the aunties that live 50 to 100 plus miles away, the ones that moved away. And, 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 and made a better life for themselves. They there. So what I mean is you are amongst, you are amongst the high rankings. You, he go around and jeopardize that his ass going to get in trouble, but he's still going to fuck with you just to let you know he hard. Hey, cuz who is this? What part of the family you from? Cuz that's, that's how, and then, Look, I have my I have my personal experiences with both Bloods and Crips, okay? And it is confirmed through my experience that all the niggas are the same. I just had a little bit different experiences when it came to Crips and Bloods. Did I get banged on by both? Absolutely. Were there some mellow, cool ones on the Crips side and on the Bloods side? Yes. But it seemed like they were just a little bit more mellow on the Crips side. <laughs> Yo, no, son, man, with the something about blood on me, man. Them niggas will be true. Hey, blood, like, it was just, it's just different, dog. You know what I'm saying? I, I have, till this day, man, my nigga Jonathan Longmire. I got to say his name because I haven't seen that nigga since elementary. But he was the most mature crip I ever met in my life. That nigga was so smooth. He was like, yeah, cuz, when I get out of school, this, that. This, nigga, this is in the fifth grade. This nigga was talking like he was going to college next year or about to graduate college. He was like, yeah, cuz when I, when I finish school and this, I want to be a, a architect or an engineer, cuz, and you know what I'm saying? He was just, it was just smooth with it, but you knew he came from a crip background. You know what I'm saying? Like his whole family was from, you know, a gang that I won't say, but, um, yeah, you, you might, if, 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 if the homies is there, or a relative is there and he got the red rag on, you know, you gonna know. You gonna know. Cause them niggas, let me tell you, hey, let me tell you what a cookout attire is for a blood, for a standard blood. The nigga gonna have him some blue Levi's. He either gonna have him some blue Levi's, some black ones. He gonna have a rag, <laughs> he gonna have a rag in his pocket and he gonna have on, first of all, both sides do this. But the nigga gonna have on like a baseball jersey 
A 49er jersey. <laughs> oh, a baseball jersey. Or the nigga gonna have on a dicky. He's gonna have on a dicky button down, but it's gonna be customized. It's gonna have his hood name on there. Or it's gonna be in red, uh not red ink, but uh embroidery. Red, red, whatever, right? Stitching, red stitching. And it's gonna be in the uh and the OG, uh, I forgot what font that is. But, you know, y'all know what font I'm talking about. The Compton font. Um, the old, old school Compton font. Um, yeah, so they're going to they gonna mess with you or whatever. That's why I can't leave you. Because I don't want you to say the wrong thing. Because it's not far fetched that he probably would pack you out. That's a West Coast term that a lot of people uh, really didn't know about. We don't really, we don't use it that much anymore. But... You know, at one point, uh, the pack out was a was a was a thing. And if you don't if you don't know what that means, if, if a nigga say you about to get packed out, um, he could be talking about a one on one, and that he is good enough to just pack you out by himself. But usually, a pack out is more than more than one person. Usually, and then when they pack you out, it's really they're about to do something to you real bad. Probably fold your ass up somewhere. Um, but yeah, don't worry about that cousin. Don't worry about that cousin, but know that that cousin will be there. Okay. You come to a cookout in LA, you're going to see that if you are on the West side or on the East side, it's there. It's there. Now, again, you go to the Valley, you go to, like I said, you go to those high end places, you go on the outskirts of the hoods in LA's, then it might be a little bit different. But for the most part, you go to a typical L.A. cookout in South Central. Yeah, just expect that. OK. Now, here's the thing that I really been wanting to talk about. The siblings. Yeah, the cousins. Now, again, I told you I went to a cookout and my homeboy invited me to. And this was a cousin I had never met up until then. You know, I knew his sister's. There was other cousins and stuff like that, but this was my first time meeting her. And she, but she was different and she was quiet. You know what I'm saying? And he even told me he was like, Yeah, she, you know, my cousin wanna holla at you. Everybody is not against introducing cousins and siblings to their homeboys. You know what I'm saying? Could it potentially mess up relationships between you and your friends? Absolutely. I've seen some cats say, yo, whatever's between y'all is between y'all. Just don't put your hands on my sister or don't put your hands on my cousin. That's different. But if y'all have y'all, you know, if y'all have y'all differences and stuff like that, that's between y'all. And then there's been, nah, nigga, you're not messing with none of my family members. If, if your homeboy has ever told you that, I'm just letting you know, you not the ride or die. <laughs> you not, you not going to be the best. <laughs> You might not be the best man right there. Okay. And, and it's more so of that's, that's, that's a young king right there. He's put, he's protecting his loved ones. He's saying, look, I know you're the homie, but I be in these streets with you. So you're not about to break none of these hearts over here because that's going to force me to fight you and we homies. So I want to keep the relationship we have as pure as possible because you my nigga. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta, you gotta totally understand. It's, it's, it's iffy. You know what I'm saying? Is, you know, because sometimes you do come across, you like, damn, you know, and we were young. 
So at that time, I'm outside. I'm checking out all type of girls. She just so happened to catch my eye at the moment. You know what I mean? But she was, she she was something else. But you gotta be careful. I I didn't get in because we didn't have cell phones back then, so it was hard to keep in contact. Even if you did get the house number, you know what I'm saying? Like you really had to be into each other, keep up, keep in touch with each other, updated because if niggas moved. Only time we would actually see each other, bump into each other, would be on some random shit. Especially if we switch, had to switch schools. You know what I'm saying? There's a gang of people that I knew in elementary and middle school that I haven't seen ever again because niggas went their separate ways. And you know how big, you know, I guess I look, just think about even if, if it was just less than a handful of people or maybe a handful of people out of your whole school that actually moved away by out of state. Think about how many people that is, though. Like, think about how many people that have moved away out of state that you'll never see again before. I mean, before. <laughs> never see again before. I don't, That don't even make no sense. But you'll never see them again that you have met before in, in, in elementary and in, in middle school, high school, college. And, and co well, college might be different. You know what I'm saying? College might be different because at that point, niggas was, niggas, everybody had an email, you know? And then, obviously, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the birth babies uh, when it comes to uh, Facebook and uh, fucking MySpace, like I'm, I'm the, I'm the baby of it, you know. Like all everybody else that's on social media from my daughter's age, which is seven, all the way up, like you know, be t like cats that's in like the early thirties. Y'all wasn't outside, man. I'm sorry. We started this whole online shit. Y'all just got into it, like. Y'all got into like the sweet part. You know what I'm saying? Like it just, it just took off because I'm going to tell you right now, Twitter in 2009. Oh, I just went off. I don't want to do this. I'm sorry. Let's get back to the cookout. Anyway, what my point was, I didn't keep in touch with old girl. I want to say either I forgot to get her number or I did get her number. I don't know. It was, it was short lived though. It was short lived, but that, that, that situation right there was brought up because I was listening to Mike's, uh, I was listening to, to the, to the episode and it was like, yo, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult thing when your homeboy want to talk to your cousin, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, you know, you know, your homeboy, you probably know your homeboy more than you know your cousin. Cause some cousins, you don't kick it with like that. Y'all just cousins cause y'all cousins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but last but not least, unless I think of something else to add on to this. Woo! The pressure of bringing something. Now, I had to learn the hard way, but it was never too difficult for me. It was just financially what? Financial? What? What? what, what? Financial-wise, it was difficult because I wasn't the person that, that had money. During that time, I was a nigga that just shows up to the cookout. Okay. Um, but one thing that I can contribute is that da -da -da, not only do I make merch and I love making merch, but guess what? I also like making, I like making shit in the oven. I like making cookies, making brownies, making cakes. And I got that from my mom. Because my mom was a huge baker. That's not, that wasn't her occupation. That was just her side hustle. So I'm kind of like, 
her with the bakery is kind of like me with the merch. And I see where I get it from now. I get a lot of my creativity from my mom who couldn't draw at all. But her her passion for baking cakes and stuff like that, like she really did the shit. I'm more of a let my ancestors guide my seasoning. She is the same, but she also had a recipe book for her own recipes, and she had a uh, she had bought a recipe book, so she knew how to cook shit to perfection. You know what I mean? Especially when it came, she used to make this lemon cake with this lemon glaze using real lemons, though, not lemon juice. She used to get lemons. Whether we went into the back, because we had a back lemon tree at one of our spots. Um, we used to go collect the lemons or she'll buy the lemons. She'll bake the bunt cake. It was a bunt cake. And then she used to make the glaze from scratch and mix the lemon into the glaze. Nigga, when I tell you, I know you just start sopping your lips up. That, mm, mm. that thing was so, it was lemony. Oh my God, the sugar that was a, a tasty that was so on point. My mom knew how to bake her ass off. Shout out, mom. I love you. I miss you too. Um, and she used to make a mean ass from scratch, my nigga. Stop playing with us. She had, my, my mama had hands down had the best peach cobbler. Oh, my, cause she used to make the crust from scratch. All oh, the cinnamon crust. Oh, my God, my nigga. When I tell you, and the reheat value on both of them things. I mean, you ain't got to do no no heating up on a lemon if you don't want to. But we used to get it fresh out the gate. My nigga with that, with the glaze, like, barely, like, cooling down. Oh, my nigga. <laughs> hey, yeah, the RP's calorie was A1, bro. I, I don't even think I could duplicate that. Um, At the same time, uh, yeah, Bring in something, dog. Always bring something. Even if they don't, even if they tell you they don't need anything. Because you go back and listen to Mike's episode. He said, you know, his wife got invited to a little shing dig cookout. And Mike first thing was, hey, do we need to bring something? Wife was like, they said it was okay. But then when they got there, it was kind of a funny vibe. And it's like, yeah, because people, when you got to think, we look at cookout. We look at cookout. It's a regular thing to us, but it's more of a because you know how black people are. We're gonna put on a fly ass summer outfit. Like we outside. It's a show. It's a fashion show. It's a it's it's competition fashion show. All that shit that we need to get away from in certain aspects. We doing okay. Um, but I understand that though because as a person that I'm entering uncle stage. Oh, I'm, I'm kind of been, I've been there since I was 35, tell you the truth. So 35, 40, that's when you enter the cool uncle stage. You know what I'm saying? Maybe the pops era. That's where I'm at with it, you know? And as a person that has, I've been cooking for, I cooked for a whole dorm room, plus people that didn't stay there, people that just stayed overnight. I put it to you like this. I didn't cook for like 10, 15 niggas before. No, literally. I'm that nigga multiple times. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Not the whole three in one day. I've cooked one of one or the other. I may have cooked both breakfast and dinner, but no lunch. But no, I I, I kind of do that. I made pancakes for uh, a whole apartment one morning. Just woke up and just started making pancakes. True story. You can ask the people that I was there. I still know some of them. But as a person that cooks for a lot of people, and it's like, I expect to see certain faces there. 
when I see a new person come that I've never seen before and they feel extra comfortable sticking their hands, their foreign hands in my food and them niggas just came empty, I feel a certain type of way. I do. Sometimes I don't because I'm like, if I didn't really need it, then there's no point to bitch about it or to make a thing about it. Show up, especially if it's enough food. Come on. You know what I mean? But I think it's all it should be a thing to where no matter what, just bring something. And to be on the safe side, it just depends on what age you're at. Obviously, if you are a young man, you know, before you turn 18, you got a lot of grace. You know what I'm saying? We don't expect you to have any buckets, buckets, ducats. You know what I'm saying? Money in your pockets and shit like that. If you did that, then it's like you were just really raised right. But we expect teenagers and under to just show up. After that, dog, just keep it generic. Bring some soda. Bring some water. You know, it's not even much. And it's not like me now at 40, you know, drinking these high-end waters. No, nigga, I used to drink out the water, uh, the water hose. Sometimes it would even come with a water hose, nigga. We drunk straight out of the faucet, bro, outside on the side where we fill up our water balloons at. You niggas wasn't outside like me. Okay? But we back to it. No, just bring something, though, because the water, a case of water back then, it wasn't much. Get a case of water. Bring that. Get a, a Shasta soda. Even if it's what, like, it, it was more than a six-pack. Get the 12-pack, man. Get the 12-pack Shasta. And always go with, look, these are these are two sodas that you could never, ever go wrong with. Three, actually. Strawberry, orange, and grape. You could never go wrong with that. Let me tell you how you can go wrong with Pepsi. Cause there's a lot of motherfuckers that did cocaine in the in the eighties that want that Coca Cola, okay? You always gonna have a Coca Cola versus Pepsi debate, okay? You could throw Sprite in there, cause Sprite is one of one, okay? And if you got a little change in your pocket and a little respect for the cookout game, go get that cactus cooler, okay? That cactus cooler hit, and it might not stay there that long, okay? If you if you if you dealt with different type of people in your life. Then, all right, throw that root beer up in there, okay? But you can never go wrong with getting the Shasta orange, the Shasta uh, strawberry, or the Shasta grape. You can never go wrong with the Shasta, okay? Bring that. That's the that's the least you could bring. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a thing about bringing plates and extra forks and stuff like that, but it's not. It's not. It's always going to be, because you know why? We're going to get the cheapest one. You get like a thousand for like $2.99. It'll give you a thousand plates, but it's also those plates that you can't put in a microwave because whatever you are heating up is just going to melt right through it. That's how cheap that plastic is. That's why niggas double up or triple up on a plates. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get caught with the foil. All right? Don't get caught with the foil. This is what you need to know. If you're going to be a little greet, a greedy little ass at the cookout, and we've all been there. I've been there. I'm talking to myself. Get your plates. You got to get them in the middle of the function. Not in the very beginning, because everybody's eyeing who's going to get seconds. Not in the very beginning, okay? You want to go in the middle where niggas is getting back to that spades game. 
when niggas are getting back to that domino game, when the cousins sneak off and go smoke something before they come back and then try to spray it off before they go kiss grandmama on the cheek, okay, before the war stories go on. All that shit, when that shit is going on, that's when you go get the, that's when you go get the foil and you go get your two plates and you sneak it back into the car. And you got to go hurry up and do it, my nigga. Don't get caught. Don't get caught because everybody want to be you. And so if you beat them to it, but you get caught, like you catch them doing it, it's easy for niggas to start hate. <laughs> it's easy, man. Okay? Don't get caught with the foyer, dog. Don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Wait. Wait, wait. Because sometimes sometimes it's too much food and they like, look, uh, I don't want all this shit. As soon as it, first of all, that's one of the best things ever a person can say. I don't want this food here, so y'all can take as much. Y'all can take all this shit on with y'all. Once I hear that, that's a royal. That's what you call a hood royal rumble. Cause nigga, we just got the green light and the access to say, "Oh, we get to take this shit home." Bet that's a bet, my nigga. You know how many frozen plates niggas had? Come on, man. Don't get caught with it, but always bring something though. Always bring it. That just shows good gesture, dog. That's all that is. You know what I mean? And be careful. Know if you can cook or not. Notice how I said bring something that you can buy. Not that you, not that you fry. Because you inviting this um, invitation, I mean, you, you acknowledging and saying, okay, I'm good with this invitation, you're getting invited to something. You're getting invited to something. All right? So you are trusting that is going to be some good food. They don't care if you like it or not, because clearly they've had cookouts before you got there. So their food has already been certified. Unless somebody pull you to the side and say, I don't know, you should eat Auntie Mae Jean's potato salad. She put such and such in it. Right? Because if you see more than more than one of the same dish type of dish, that means it's it was differences back in the day and it's about some politics that you don't need to be involved in because you're not even a part of that family in the first damn place. And people that is a part of that family is not in that situation because they don't hold rankings. But that doesn't, I'm saying all I have to say this. Don't think that you can just bring some food because we don't know if you can cook, dog. I mean, it's a beautiful thing if you actually, if you actually do bring something you just throw it out there and somebody comes back and say, damn, who made this? Once you get that stamp, you damn near get an invitation to being in the family. But don't risk it. Because if you don't know if you don't, if you don't know if you know how to cook or not, that's a dangerous situation. If you think you want to be overkind and bring some shit. Okay. Be careful and never. Now, look, first of all, if you haven't, these are the qualifications for making mac and cheese. If you lost one or both of your parents and they left the recipe to you, one, if you was ever anointed or asked to do something in the kitchen by Big Mama and or one of the high rankings, aunties and or your mother, that's two. Okay. Outside of that, if you ain't got those two merit badges, don't bring no fucking mac and cheese to a cookout because we don't trust you. We don't know you. We don't know how many cheeses that you chose to put in this. We don't know if you made your roux the way we do it. 
Be careful. Okay? Never disrespect the nigga that's making the barbecue. Don't bring barbecue to a fucking barbecue. You got to bring something different. That's why it's always safe to go with some pastries, something to drink, or bring some extra utilities. Utensils. I say utilities. <laughs> I'm glad. I, hey, I'm not perfect, baby. Utensils. Right? I think that's it. There's plenty more to a cookout. Don't get me wrong. There's all sorts of things. Stay away from that space table. That's another episode. Stay away from that Domino's table. That's another episode that could be added to the space uh, episode. Understand that. And just know this. And this goes to white America, too, since y'all know everything. But what does this mean? What does this mean? All right. There's a bed that's attached to a room. Hear what I'm saying. My black people know. My white people, I don't know. There's a room in that house that's a part of that cookout. You need to tell me which room that is. Okay? And I know what you're saying. Big Mike is probably saying, Baylor, what you talking about? Like, But I feel like Big Mike is like, I see where he's going right here. I think Mike knows what I'm talking about already. Mike knows what I'm talking about. Fuck that. Cause we, he's like, he's, he, he's like the, 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 he's the, he's me, but over there. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. Anyhow, this bed is not only the coat and jacket holder for all the guests, but it's also the same bed that's for that baby. If you ever walked into a room while a baby was in there asleep and it's 60,000 mink coats around them, 60,000 of them, you got mink coats, you got leather coats, real leather and fake leather, you got starter jackets, all the motherfuckers is surrounding that baby. If that baby took all the motherfucking jackets to a pawn shop, he probably going to come out with at least $6,000. Because one of those mink coats belong to the rich auntie. And it's real. Some of those leather coats are real. One of them probably got stolen during the riots. I'm just letting you know. This is the L.A. cookout. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet, Mike. This was just the intro. We ain't got to the music. We ain't got to the electric slide. Nigga, what? Y'all have a good day. I'm about to pull up to my cookout. Hug the horn if you want some chicken. <laughs>